0: How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boys Alex and Ryan. So we're talking about some, I guess, comments from Brian Cashman yesterday, some interesting ones, dropping some gems, some news on Rodon and Stanton and, of course, um, Jason Dominguez and, you know, the state of this team where it's going, if they're going to make any more additions. Of course, he was rather vague but said that they are going to be looking at all opportunities to tinker and reinforce this roster, obviously starting pitching bullpen support uh, at the forefront of a lot of people's minds, and he said if, the, if it makes sense, they'll consider it and you know we expect the yankees to be in that mindset all the time um but doesn't seem like they're making any big splash moves it, according to john Heyman, they did offer blake snell a, a six-year 150 million dollar deal so i didn't know the exact numbers but 25 million dollars per season they rejected it I honestly don't know if he's going to get much more than that. If he does, good for him. If he doesn't, he may want to come begging back and bend the knee to Cashman to get what he was offered originally. So, we'll see how that goes. I definitely feel as though, right now the Yankees are in a decent spot. A lot of people liked our episode yesterday talking about why the Yankees are a better team than they were last year, and it's not even comparable. Like, they're a much better team. Not even marginally, they're significantly better. Um, mainly because Juan Soto. Like, he makes you significantly better. And let's not ignore that fact. People appreciate the fact that we quelled the The argument that they are a third place team, the AL East is not very strong this upcoming season. I think that we could win the division easily if we play it up to our potential. Like that's how good this team could be. Um, But, you know, Ryan, how are you feeling about the injury updates that we saw yesterday from Cashman? You know, we said Rodon's doing well. He's rehabilitating. He's in the best shape of his life. Quote unquote. And of course, Stanton has, uh, you know, kind of rejuvenated his body with a different diet, physique. He's slimmer, leaner. And then Jason Dominguez is making tremendous progress and he should be ready in the summer. You know, how are you feeling about those updates so far?
1: Yeah, so first and foremost, uh, when it comes to the Blake Snell stuff, I think that the rejection of that offer indicates that the Yankees pivoted to Marcus Stroman. I think that they thought Blake Snell was their top option. That makes sense. Blake Snell is the reigning Cy Young winner. Of course, to would be a top option over a guy like Marcus Stroman. Um, that's no sort disrespect of to Marcus Stroman, but again, we're talking about a guy who's a Cy Young winner um, versus a guy who's a pretty good pitcher. Um, and so I don't think the Yankees are going to recircle those conversations. I think that's dead in the water. Um, I think John Heyman mentioning it at this point is just more sort of drum up talk. I'm not saying John Heyman's in Scott Boras's pockets, but John Heyman seems to be consistently talking about Scott Boras's clients. I think there's a reason why he's the guy comparing Cody Bellinger to a future and former or, or future and current Hall of Famers and why nobody else is. Um, but in regards to where Carl's John and Carl's st- Stan's health are at, Um, You know, the Yankees are going to need them to be not, they don't have to be superstars. Like, John Carl Stan doesn't have to win the MVP, and Carl Rodon doesn't have to win the Cy Young, but they're going to need to be key contributors for this team. Now, is Carl Rodon going to have to be the second best pitcher on this team? Yeah, like, we've talked about Stanton not having to be the second best hitter on this team. There's definitely more pressure on Rodon than Stanton, because Rodon is, you expect a lot more from him, and I think that's the big thing here. You expect a lot from uh, Carl Rodon. He hasn't given you any production as a New York Yankee yet, whereas Stanton has given you his spurts of production. You understood that at this point in the contract, things were going to start slowing down. Has it come a a little bit sooner than we hoped absolutely like I, I hoped with four years left that Stan would still be a a, a positive contributor for uh, at least this point in his career but he is an older guy he's a larger guy he's dealt with a lot of injuries like you expect that Rodon's the, the point of that contract was he's was supposed to give you a lot of value early on um so he's gonna need to definitely do that it's encouraging and it's great that they're there um in Florida early obviously that's not mandatory for them to be there early and whether they're early or not won't you know I don't know if that how much of an impact that'll have on their viability but the fact that they're willing to go out and do that indicates look the, I, I don't think the there you can deny their work ethic right especially a guy like john carl stan who's been here for a while the question has never been the work ethic um and, and in the case of Carlos or Dawn, i don't think the question is work ethic either you know these are two um you know athletes who have been at the top of their game um in, in previous years as recently as 2022 and 2021 uh it's very hard and physically demanding to do that and it takes a lot of discipline um but at the end of the day it's going to be up to production right like we're gonna look. Let's let's just get this out now. And I was talking to you about this, Alex, earlier. Um, you're going to hear a lot of best shape of their life in great. Like we've never seen an off season. They have. They've never had an off season like this. Their off season. Their preparation's better than it's ever been. And I'm not sitting here saying it's not improved. I think everybody always makes adjustments and improves as they learn more through their careers. Um, but let's be frank here. Like everybody enters the year uh, hoping to be a new improved version of themselves. Now it's just a matter of whether the results will reflect that. Um, and then in regards to uh, you know where they stand in the division, look, is the division full of a lot of teams who could make the playoffs? Absolutely. I think the AL East sent three teams to the postseason last year. The Yankees and Red Sox were two teams who didn't make it. Um, the Red Sox didn't get considerably better, but projections say that should be a little bit better than they were last year. But no projection system really views any team in the AL East as like, oh yeah, this team, they're like dominant. Nobody's beating them. Like you're, you're, it's a foregone conclusion that the Atlanta Braves will win the NL East. It's a foregone conclusion that the Los Angeles Dodgers will win the AL, uh, the NL West. There's no foregone conclusion for any division winner. It's kind of like one of those, you know, it's like a 30% chance. This team wins it, 35% chance. This team wins it, 25%. You know what I mean? One of those situations where it's like you take the field over a specific team. And I would take the field to win the division over like any team in the AL East. But I would say the Yankees are certainly in the best position to do so. I think they have the highest upside. I think they have the most star caliber talent. I think they have enough young talent to go toe-to-toe with anybody. Um, And of course, you have Juan and Aaron Judge. Not many duos out there better than that. I know that the Dodgers have a a nice conglomerate of talent there, but here's the big thing. They're out in the National League, right? Like they can go win 110 games and, you know, the power of friendship Diamondbacks can knock them out again. Like that's, that's kind of the nature of baseball. You could argue the same thing for a dominant Yankee team, but my point more so is that I don't have to contest with the two teams I perceive as powerhouses until I get to the NL. And if you want to argue the Astros are a powerhouse and look, if they add Josh, if they add Josh Hader, they certainly are one of those type of teams, um, you know, then you don't have to face them until what the LCS, right? Like you're not going to run into that team in your own division. You're going to see them what six times a year. Like you don't have to look at them as, all right, if we can't beat them out in the regular season, you have no chance of getting to of winning the division. I know that the big thing here is you've got to get through the AL, like the Yankees have not been able to do that since 2009, like we can't get ahead of ourselves and talk World Series, and we haven't been there in 14 years, but end of the day, that's the expectations on this team, and look, that's New York, the expectations are going to be high, they're going to be vast, Uh, they're going to be higher than high, like they're going to be through the roof, you have Juan Soto, you have Aaron Judge, you're expected to win the World Series, it's just how that goes, but I think they're well positioned to do so, and I think the last piece here is just adding somebody for the bullpen.
0: Yeah, it could be Robert Stevenson for all we know. And the power of friendship is absolutely hilarious. (laughs) They Honestly, that's exactly how it happened. But you know what? Looking at this Yankee team, guys, it it really does come down to a couple of different players here. And and the the keys, honestly, in my opinion, the linchpins. We know Aaron Judge is a superstar. We know Juan Soto is a superstar. What we don't know is what version of Giancarlo Stanton we're going to get this year. What we don't know is what version of Carlos Rodon we're going to get this year. Those two players being unknowns at this point in time, is what makes the upside so substantial. Um, we saw both of their worsts. Like, they literally, both of them, had career-low seasons in 2023. Based on the numbers, based on the averages, they can't do that again. Like, it, I mean, I, I think they understand they can't do it again, but Stanton clearly has honed down, and, and he's working hard to shed weight, you know, try to eliminate those injury issues, and, you know, increase his athleticism. The guy's like a freaking robot last year, man. He was like that tin can. Um, and, and ultimately, I just don't think that we can probability wise the math would say and i think ryan you would support this notion the math would say that what we saw last year won't happen again um and i do believe that we will sit and see improvements if, St- if standing gets worse by the way from last year we should cut his ass like straight up like if he gets worse than last year which was in i think it was the 89 or 86 wrc plus so he below 200 um he should be cut and we should eat that money because he is now wasting a roster spot like that's how bad that would have to get um I don't think we're going to see that that player. I think he's going to hit 230 with like a 330 OBP, but like 35 homers. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's probably what we see. It's a lot better. He probably ends up with like a 105, 110 WRC plus. You can survive because of the home runs, but I don't think he's going to get astronomically better. I think he'll be better, but not by a significant margin. Rodon, I think will be significantly better. But when healthy, this dude is a, is a top pitcher. We signed him because he has that capacity. It, it's it's too soon to forget about his 2022 season. We had a 288 ERA over 178 innings, a career high. I I'm not willing to forget about that just yet. Um, he has to get better. And, you know, what their what Steinbrenner or rather Cashman said about those two guys yesterday and their progress, obviously he's not going to give us any bad news. And and the fact that it's all positive, it does give me a little bit of hope and optimism. Dominguez, though, let's talk about his role because right now the Yankees invested seven pitchers including Michael King this offseason to go get Soto and Alex Verdugo you overturned your whole outfield aside from judge you have a brand new spankin' Ferrari sitting in the freaking driveway right now in that outfield that's what that looks like the question is what is Dominguez's role when he comes back? And the only way I think Dominguez really makes an impact in 2024 is if there's an injury and there's an opening for him to take. I don't think that he's going to play a big role on this team. If In a perfect scenario, in my opinion, Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong, in a perfect scenario, we don't see Dominguez on this team this upcoming year because that means Verdugo's killing it, Judge is killing it, and Soto's killing it. That's what that means. If you have Dominguez there to help fill in on a couple days here and there, maybe Stanton's are injured, you need a DH, so be it. But I really just – at this point in time, like, I don't really want to see Dominguez because that means we need him, Um, and that means that somebody's struggling, somebody's injured, somebody's failing. In fact, my preferred uh, method here is if the Yankees are killing it and they're, like, locked into a postseason spot last couple weeks of the season, get Dominguez some reps. But more so, I think working his way back in the minors, making sure he's ready to go, he's going to be our starting left fielder or center fielder in 2025. And for what it's worth, Spencer Jones could be right on the doorstep too. Um, So, you know, there's going to be options, alternatives, but I don't think seeing Dominguez is a good thing because that means that somebody else is failing, a guy that we spent a good amount of capital to acquire, whether it's Verdugo or Soto. We know Soto's not going to struggle offensively, but more so, you know, anything could happen, knock on wood. Verdugo has had his liabilities. If they think Dominguez can come and make a better impact than him right now, at that moment in in the summer, whether it's August or July, I'm down for it. But that means that somebody's failing so what is your take on Dominguez he's obviously making great progress and by the way there was a photo I saw and I want to get your take on this as well Oswaldo Cabrera looks absolutely jacked he put on at least 10 or 15 pounds of muscle mass or at least weight Um, it looks like they're trying to increase his power and that's becoming evident because he really struggled with that Um, so you know what, what are you thinking in terms of Dominguez and you know the obvious physique transition for Oswaldo
1: yeah, so first and foremost, when it comes to Jason Dominguez, as much as, again, I know people don't want to hear this, I, I get it, you know, I understand, it's it's not fun, right, to say, like, yeah, perfect world, you shouldn't be relying on a 20-year-old switch-hitting outfielder with eight games of LB experience and, like, a cup of coffee and AAA to save your season and save your outfield, because in a perfect world, Verdugo has that, you know, he, he, he has his career year, he puts up that, like, 120 WRC+, plus. he plays a good left field, there are no headaches... Not You got to really cross the fingers for that one. Knock on wood a little bit, you know. Uh, you got to hope that, you know, Aaron Judge is healthy all year and has his MVP caliber year. Or, crap, I mean, what if he finishes runner-up to Juan Soto in right field, right? Like, those are the ideal outcomes. Stanton bounces back and this and that. Obviously, we understand... The ideal outcome has you does not usually always happen for every aspect of your team. There's usually at least one or two position groups, even on some really good baseball teams, that are downright atrocious or just not good enough. I mean, the Texas Rangers walked into the postseason last year without a bullpen. I'm sorry, like that was not a bullpen. A world of Chapman was your best reliever. Like, I'm sorry, look, I'm an analytics guy, but let's let's we don't have to look at the numbers here. Roll this chapman can't get it done when it matters most. Like let's let's just let's all get that out of the room here, right? Like we're Yankee fans, we've experienced it, we li- we've lived it. We when the moment's brightest, when the lights shine the brightest, Rollins Chapman can't get the job done. I don't care what his posting ERA is. I don't care what he did with the Chicago Cubs. I don't care what he did in other posting series with the Yankees. He ended two, not one, two different series with the Yankees. So Texas Rangers went into the postseason without a bullpen. Like, just straight up without a bullpen and two starting pitchers. And they won the World Series, right? Um, you're not going to be a perfect team at any point during the season. If you are a perfect team, you're lying to yourself, right? But with that being said, it's, an, it's ideal that the Yankees don't have to force Dominguez out there. Now... It's interesting that Brian Cashman says we'll need him whenever he's ready because I always anticipated that their off-season moves were so that they didn't have to rely on Dominguez. Now, is Brian Cashman saying that an indicator that he's going to call up Dominguez the second he's healthy? Not really. Like, Brian Cashman's going to do whatever he feels is right, and he doesn't feel like he has to abide to what he tells the media, which I think is fair. I, don't, I would be a little bit kind of like, why are you doing this if you didn't really believe in it, right? Like, you shouldn't just make moves because you told the media you would do it. Um, but with that being said, I, I want people to be excited about Jason Dominguez still because, the the swing decisions are elite. Like they're they're downright elite. Alex, he does not swing at anything out of the zone. And he swings a ton in zone, right? Like to give you an example here, Alex Verdugo doesn't swing a lot out of zone, but he also doesn't swing a lot in zone. So not that he's a bad swing decision maker, but he's not an elite swing decision maker. He's just passive, right? The same way you would view a guy with a low walk rate, but an aggressive in zone swing rate as aggressive, right? Like it's just two sides. It's two opposite sides of the spectrum, but neither side's, you know, definitively better than the other. Um, In Dominguez's case, he blends both the best side, the best of both worlds, Very patient, but very aggressive at the same time in the right situations. Um, And the the raw power. Baseball America just released exit velocity numbers for their top 100 prospects. And Jason Dominguez is at 91.4 miles an hour. Now, that wasn't even second uh, in the Yankee organization because Pereira and Jones tied for number one in all of minor league baseball at 93.8 miles an hour. Um, But Dominguez has great raw power. Much better hit tool than Pereira or Jones. So where we're talking about, hey, like, yeah, Jones and Pereira have more power and, and they're pretty good, talented outfield prospects. But what makes Dominguez the better prospect is better swing decisions, better hit tool, better pizza Papa John's. No, I'm joking. Uh, but like, seriously, I think the the, the, the offensive skill set is elite. I, I just don't think that we're going to see him get much time uh, at the major league level barring an injury or barring a struggle but it's the Yankees, so somebody's going to get injured and somebody's going to struggle, I guess. And then as for Oswaldo Cabrera, this is a weird year for him. He's out of minor league options this year. Um, This year he's done with his minor league options, I believe, so he has to be rostered after this year. He kind of has to make it or break it. If he's not very good this year, the Yankees are not going to find a reason to keep him on the roster. They'll DFA him. They'll find a guy to be a utility guy in a minor league deal. I I think he's got to prove himself this year. Does prove himself this year mean put up a 120, 120, 110 WRC plus? No, if it's a 95 WRC plus and positional versatility, he'll stick and he'll be a valuable major leaguer. Um, But he's going to have to be better than what he was last year. And hopefully adding a little more power help with that. I mean, in an ideal world, he plays against 2022 self and we've got a 115 WRC plus hitter with versatility that can play all over the diamond. And kind of the, the really important thing here is, He can play shortstop. And if the Yankees want to move Peraza and they want to go trade him for pitching, they can do that because Cabrera can play shortstop and they have a backup shortstop in Cabrera. But the issue is that if Volpe were to go down, nobody wants as well the Cabrera to play every day because he just hasn't proved that yet. So he's in flux. He's in a weird spot. I I, I really do want to believe in him too, because I think the personality is great. Like I know that vibes and personality, they don't translate to wins, but I do think having a good clubhouse keeps your team together and stretches where you're not playing very well. Um, And the Yankees have brought in a lot of divisive I guess you could argue personalities and like people that have made other people uncomfortable at least in the media but there haven't been reports about Storm being a problem in the clubhouse so at, at least that's a plus for the Yankees but with that being said to kind of wrap my point up here Dominguez probably won't see him for much this year if things go well for the Yankees at the major league level if they don't we'll see a lot of Dominguez and if we see a lot of Dominguez I think he'll do pretty well um, and then for Cabrera it's a make it or break it year he's got to perform this year or I don't really know what he's going to be on the Yankees going forward if he's even going to be
0: here. Absolutely. I mean, look, I love Oswaldo Cabrera. I love his energy. We saw what he did as a rookie. I do believe that there is a role for him on this team, but he's got to get better significantly as an offensive piece. We know what his value is as a defensive piece. But, like, think about this. Um, If another team's like, yo, I really like... Uh, Oswald Peraza we want him in our infield and you're like okay we can afford to give up Peraza because we know Oswald Cabrera is good enough offensively now he's gotten better and he's a fine defensive player wherever you put him like that gives you a little bit of cushion and especially because he's an outfield piece as well um, I do like Cabrera a lot I think that he knows this though. Like if you're from a player's perspective, you're like, look, if I get better offensively, my value to this team is substantial. You know, I'm a really really good utility piece that can play ever every single spot. I mean, he is like a better version of IKF, right? That's what ideally he would be because he's also a switch hitter. So I love Oswaldo Cabrera. I love his value, um, but he's got to get better offensively. And I think adding a little bit of weight is going to help him add more power to his game. We're talking about extra base hits when he makes contact. Hopefully, better contact. Um, and he's he's got he's a high work ethic guy, right? Like he he didn't complain once when they sent him back down to AAA. He was like, "All right, you know what? This is my chance to keep proving myself, keep working." His mentality is right. Now we just got to put it all together physically and on the field and statistically, which I think he can do. Um, we've seen flashes of it, but inconsistent flashes. So uh, that's where I kind of my opinion lies on. Oswaldo hoping the best for him obviously his change in physique is the opposite of Rodon and Giancarlo Stanton where they've cut weight and he's added weight so they clearly see that okay they clearly implemented by the way like this is becoming quite obvious now they've implemented diets and physical you know fitness plans this offseason for several players who they noted needed to change right Glaber even looks a little thinner I don't know if you've seen Glaber on the streams lately he looks a little skinnier Um, so you know that kind of stood out to me waldo getting a little bigger maybe volpe's got a little bit more muscle mass i haven't seen him um you know in a situation where like we could see his actual physical physical frame now but I'm pretty optimistic that they're putting in place some big changes here to change the actual physiques of these players for the benefit of their game, um, tailoring it to an individual kind of strategy, whereas we haven't really seen that in the past personally. Um, at least I haven't noticed it. This is like quite evident, quite obvious. So, you know guys, I'm really interested to hear your thoughts about this. Um, obviously, your confidence in this Yankee team right now, there are pieces that need to bounce back, but they're talented enough to do it. We know the talent is there, they just gotta actually implement um, and, and put it on page. Paper. So, um, I'd rather put it on the put it on the diamond. Um, so I'm excited to see how that progresses. Obviously, we got a couple weeks here until things start to ramp up in terms of uh, catchers uh, and catchers and pitchers reporting to spring training. But guys, Rodon's already down there. Jason Dominguez already down there. Oswaldo Cabrera they're already down there. Man, like these guys are getting to work early. This is this is what a championship operation looks like, though. Those guys are dying to get back on the field, dying to get the work in, dying to start their programs early so they're ready when the regular season comes. That's what you want to see—the young guys, the veterans—they're all showing up. Judgy, Cole, like they're on that shit, and like ultimately, that is the mentality you have to have to win in this league, um, in any league. So I think that extra little bit of work ethic goes a long way. It builds familiarity, it builds camaraderie, it builds chemistry. And like you just said, the Diamondbacks won off of the, the power of friendship. Why can't the Yankees do that with insane talent to, in addition to that? So, you know, that's 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 my take right now. I think that people are sleeping on the Yankees a little bit. There's a lot of hot takes coming out about them not being very good. I think it's all crap. I think it's BS. This Yankee team has enough talent to do some special things. They just got to put it all together. Um, and I think they're, they're, they are they're have the leadership in that room to get it done. So, guys, always happy to hear your perspective down below in the YouTube comment section. As always, make sure to like and subscribe. And we'll catch you guys on the next Friday Side Yankees episode.